Sports and Stuff Podcast with me, DTJ, here on Team Media. Welcome to this first edition of the Sports and Stuff podcast here on Team Media. For more information about the team, visit our website, www.theteam.media. And also check us out on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Team LLC. Each week, we dive headfirst into the world of sports and pick a few topics that will garner the most conversation. We're always interested in hearing your take and invite you to leave a comment below or hit us up on social media and share your thoughts. For episode one, I want to take some time to reflect on the year in sports so far. If you're of an age old enough to remember a time when the world was at war, I mean, any of the world wars, Vietnam, Gulf War, etc., or even a life-changing and shaping event like 9-11, maybe you can at least attempt to put this year in some context. Although I'll admit none of these events exactly match up apples to apples. Nothing about 2020 has been ordinary. Sports is no exception. There was nothing ordinary about how good the LSU Tigers looked throughout the season and into the bowl championship series. To me, they were truly one of the best college football teams I ever remember seeing. Now, the exercise of fertility that typically follows bowl season includes the overhyped mock drafts on the projected NFL top picks. And sports fans are usually quick to gush over or vilify the projected top quarterback in each year's draft. I mean, honestly, all draft picks, yes, face some level of scrutiny. but the quarterback is endowed with the unfair, enormous pressure of being a franchise savior, whether you agree with this viewpoint or not. So this year, the spotlight will eventually shine on Joe Burrow and how his big man on campus swag and arm translates to the NFL game. A cautionary note, for every Tom Brady, there's a Johnny Manziel. For every Ryan Leaf, a Peyton Manning, for every Achilles Smith, a Russell Wilson, and for every Jamarcus Russell, a Jamarcus Russell. So that was early January. Later that month, we learned the shocking news of the helicopter crash that killed Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gianna, and seven other parents and children near Calabasas, California, all en route to an AAU basketball game Gianna was scheduled to play in and Kobe coach. To me, this was the sports story that would dominate 2020. And in my opinion at the time, how could it not be? Just one night prior, LeBron James passes Kobe for third all-time in scoring in Philadelphia, Kobe's hometown, with Kobe in attendance. Not to mention the respect LeBron and the Philly crowd showed Kobe that night. I mean, no one, absolutely no one knew what would happen just 24 hours later. Who could write such a script? Honestly, I could spend an hour 
just talking about Kobe because he is of my generation. Kobe entered the NBA the year I graduated high school. He was the embodiment of the hip hop culture, brash and boisterous in his youth, a touch of arrogance with the skills that made you hate him. He made many life mistakes, missteps and milestones in the middle of his life and then finally matured and came to love the person that he really was. To me, he was the first legitimate comparison to MJ. So yeah, this would be the story. And immediately after his death, it cast a shadow on the NBA season where you couldn't even watch a game. Even when they had nothing to do with the Lakers or Philly or Kobe and still not think about Kobe. I mean, I couldn't even tell you off memory who the real front runner to the NBA title was at the time, which absent of Kobe's death already made the NBA season feel weird. I mean, January, February of last year, you knew the Warriors would at least be in the mix for the title. I mean, against who? Maybe the Bucks, who looked really good at the time. Perhaps the Raptors with Kawhi. But who could really say they knew even then that Kawhi and the Raptors would really be the story? As we entered February, news began to surface about a new virus creating disturbances in China and starting to spread around the world called the coronavirus. Concurrent to this, the Democratic primaries here in the U.S. were in full swing, and it looked as if Bernie Sanders would coast to the Democratic nomination, powered by overwhelming support of college-educated youth and marginalized Democratic supporters looking for a shakeup in the party and its platform. Well, either that or Pete would represent a new face to the party or a billionaire would steal the nomination after all. And then February 26th happened when South Carolina's House of Representatives member Jim Clyburn laid the blessing and endorsement on Joe Biden. And just as fast as his imminent exit seemed, Joe became the presumptive nominee. Meanwhile, the coronavirus death toll was slowly climbing and the world began taking more notice. I'll be honest and admit that I'm one of the many who took for granted the impact this virus would have here in the U.S. I mean, to me, it seemed like every single year there was some new incarnation of a mad cow, mad chicken, mad pig, flu or infection. But what we don't adequately talk about in the media is how these viruses impact the rest of the world and the paths of destruction and deaths they leave in their wake, while all further exposing a fragile global health care and social care system. We tend not to care about things until they happen to us. And because of this ignorance, we sometimes minimize the potential impact of the next pandemic. What COVID-19 has done is forced the world to take a time out and self-reflect on its priorities. It has forced us to confront relational barriers and weaknesses and hopefully build healthier family and social bonds. For some, it has caused a lot of unsettling discomfort with being stuck with ourselves and our thoughts. It has humbled many Americans, left to need levels and types of support never anticipated. It has forced elected officials to create solves 
for issues it would rather sometimes ignore, such as homelessness and rent control. It has also tested solvency plans of many businesses and families, with a fair number unable to survive. I heard one news analyst say this has been a gut punch to small business. Let's not forget about the death toll. Let's not forget about all of the people who lost their lives over something, if we're honest, we initially took for granted. So yeah, surely this would now have to be the story of the year, right? And then, just when you thought you knew how the balance of the year would play out, the deaths of Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and Rayshard Brooks ignited a national conversation about racial inequity and police brutality, all with a passion and fire likely not seen since the civil rights movement. There have literally been protests and marches involving people of every race, creed, and political affiliation just about every day for the last eight weeks. Now, I'm sure I'm skipping over a ton of stuff, all in the interest of time, but all this is to say the first half of this year has been as unpredictable and surprising as any year I can recall in my 41 years of life. I don't even want to speculate on the rest of the year. I honestly just want to take each day as it comes and appreciate it for what it is. Once the smoke eventually settles on coronavirus, the protest, and maybe even sometime after the presidential election is over and we get to take a collective breath, we'll look back at this time and this year as either the year that shaped us for greatness or was the precursor to the end of our civilization. I hope for the former, not the latter. The truth is people are rooting for either outcome. Now, sports has historically been that vehicle able to bring people from different social, economic, or racial classes together for a unified purpose so that our team can beat the snot out of your team. Sometimes that unification is nothing more than a temporary distraction because we go back to hating each other when the clock strikes zero. Still, we gravitate to sports and the harmony it proposes because it gives us an idealized glimpse of the nation we strive to be, all rooting for the same team towards the same goals and successes. So as the MLB and NBA prepare to restart their seasons, both under very different conditions than we're used to seeing them, I openly wonder if we're in a state and season as a nation in which sports could heal or should distract us from. Like most sports fans, I do look forward to eventually returning to a sense of routine, normalcy, you know, seeing crowded stadiums full of fans again and, you know, the excitement of playoffs and championship series and just about every sport. I would especially love to watch pro wrestling that had full crowds back because WrestleMania this year was just weird. I just wonder if this is not a time for distraction, but instead reflection. You know, among all the attributes we ascribe to God, author is definitely one of them. So I guess we'll see how this story continues to unfold. Well, that's it for this edition. Again, let us know what you think. www.theteam.media 
You can leave your comments below or hit us up on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the team LLC.